<laughs> that thank you was for the camera. Oh, oh no. I'm Marchant Young, you're watching Get Wrecked, and we're here at Urban Tree Cidery in off Howell Mill in Midtown-ish area, west side. Uh, is this east side or west side? It's west side. It's west side. the upper west side now. Upper west side. To, my east and my west are very, very bad. I'm, you know, I had to think about that. On the west side, um, I'm here with Maria and Jackie, both co-owners here at Urban Tree Cidery, and we're excited to just break it down and see what you guys got going on here. So if you wouldn't mind, just Tell us where we're at, what we're doing, and what we got to show off. Can we start? Yes. All right. So um, we're six years in, in the running here at Urban Tree. We started, uh, we opened in March of 2016. Um, we, are, we are Atlanta's first hard cider manufacturer, first in the city limits. Um, and one of, how many are there in the state right now? Four? Four or five. One of four or five in the, in the state okay. as a whole. Um, Fun we, fact, we're still only, the only one in the city, too. We are. Only yeah. one in the city of Atlanta. One, yeah. So only, only hard cidery is city of Atlanta. Yep, city of Atlanta. Boom. City of Atlanta, <laughs> Texas, baby. City of Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we manufacture everything on site. Uh, Jackie is our head cider maker. Uh, awesome. And um, we make a really, a really great product, farm to... Farm to can, farm to farm to glass, and farm to barrel. That farm we to have farm here. to barrel. Uh, yeah, so just uh, making hard cider, loving what we're doing. We're sitting in our tasting room right now. Our bar is behind us. We have about twelve different cider uh, flavors on draft. Anything from spicy to sweet to dry, um, to fruity to flavorful, um, funky. And we also have a full cocktail menu uh, made with local spirits and beer and wine. If cider is just not your thing. So as far as this, so I've never been, I've never really gotten into ciders, so I'm here to learn. You guys can get really creative as far as the types of, you know, the taste, like you said, fruity, spicy, you know, whether it's sour or anything like that. Is it kind of just blend well with, with cider where you can kind of morph it in, into different things? Yeah, so it's really kind of the cool thing about being able to make cider. Um, first thing is that you said that you're not really used to it or you don't really know much about it, you're here to learn. That's the majority of people okay. in the United States, to be honest. <laughs> right. um, so cider starts out like a wine, instead okay. of grapes, it's apples, and then it finishes like a beer. So it's, ours are five to six and a half percent and they go in a draft, uh, on a draft wine like a beer would. So you can do, you can use different yeast, you can use different apple varieties, you can do, use different uh, fruits, spices, you can make them sweet, you can make them dry, and it's really up to the cider maker and what they what their vision is, what they want to make, what they want to serve. So you talked about vision. How do you how did you guys even be like, all right, let's make cider and freaking build up this awesome building and you know get it going and run a business? How do you go from wherever you were doing before to we're gonna get into the cider business? Where what was the start of that? I always joke and say, you know, instead of a fast car or a 20-year-old, my husband decided to go through a cider-making midlife crisis. Ah, um, yep. He started making cider in our basement just for okay. fun, um, making wine and cider. We're not big beer drinkers, so okay. he was making wine and cider. 
and he started to get kind of good at it. So one day he said to me, hey, listen, I have an idea for another business. What do you think about if we start making cider? Sure. So in order to do that, at that point, we didn't have access to apples. He would drive up to the North Georgia mountains in the fall and he would bring back, you know, bushels and bushels of apples and he would run trials in the basement. Um, you know, that whole weekend warrior thing. Sure. And, um, you know, we just kind of took that idea from there. She was trying to figure out about moving back down south and decided to move down. I said to her, hey, I have this project coming up. Tim wants to open up a cidery, wants to start making cider. What do you think? And she said, yeah, I would, I would love to do that. And that's just kind of how it happened. We started making cider. It was doing really well. And then we found this place. And so you guys were, you were just selling out your house, you know, how are, how are, how are, how is that going? No, we, were, no yeah. um, we have two ciders on draft that we created the recipes originally in the basement. Okay. Um, but I mean, we had to wait to commercially sell it and make it until we had this building. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Yeah. So once we decided we wanted to manufacture it to the public, not just for our own private consumption, we had to find a space. And then we decided we wanted to do it in the city of Atlanta because it made sense. The whole idea of his to create this product here in the city was that people here didn't know what it was. Other than Angry Orchard or some of the big players, people weren't drinking cider here. That's really the only one that I can think of off right. the top of my head that I could actually name to you right, right. now. Angry and we spend a lot of time traveling over in Europe where cider is very big. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's consumed by the masses. It's on five draft handles at the local pub. So I mean, everybody's drinking cider over okay. there. So we really acquired a taste for it in Europe and wanted to bring that knowledge and that understanding of what that product was back here. So deciding where we wanted to do it, we're like, well, we live in Atlanta, our, you know, our kids go to school in Atlanta, why are we gonna do it someplace else? Yeah. So that's where inside the city limits was really important to us to focus on. And finding space was our next focus. So we looked all around different areas of the city and just landed in, in West Midtown. It was hard to find a spot, it took us over a year to find the right spot. Sure. Um, but once we did, we feel like this was a really great area for visibility and for the for the product to grow on uh, the side of town. Yeah, I feel like in general on this west side of town, I mean, gosh, there's, yeah, you, you were talking about earlier, but Monday nights right down the road, um, you know, there's a bunch of, well, you know, scofflaws, not necessarily that close to this, but mm -hmm. you know, a lot of super up and coming, you know, whether it's a brewery or yeah. a cidery, coming up right here in Atlanta. It's almost becoming, I don't know, Asheville-ish, mm -hmm. almost the kind of thought that comes to my head where it's right. just like everybody's got, you know, a brewery yeah. and, and, and it's almost become a thing, but now it's a culture and now it's, there's a community of it and people are out here supporting each other. Very so. true. There's actually six breweries within a quarter mile of here. Um, well, yeah, and there's, um, we've all kind of started using the hashtag Westside Brewery District. Okay. Um, and we're going to have a Westside Passport real soon that people can go around and uh, brewery hop and it's, oh, it's awesome. definitely becoming a culture and a thing to do on the side of town. No, that's all. Yeah. I think that's, if you want to promote everybody, it's not just about your own exactly. cider. It's about everything that's going on here. Right. And then if you kind of work together, like you said, that passport's a great idea. Yeah. Well, and so tell me, cause you guys got, so what right here we've got, looks like a couple different wild cherry, wild on cherry, but you, you said you have a few different varieties of what y'all make. What are some of the good ones that you know are good sellers for you guys? Um, so wild on cherry is actually one of our most popular sellers. Um, it's, we made it, it was a seasonal on the tasting room and our distributor came in and drank it and they're like, you need to put this in a can. So we listened and it's our most popular seller. Um, it's made with a sour beer yeast and then we put the cherry juice in it to kind of cut that puckeriness mm -hmm. a, bit, a little bit and it just works. 
I mean, people will go crazy over it. And it's not we, super sweet. It's on the it's on like a wild cherry sour side. Okay, yeah. I'm more so on the sour side. Yeah, I so love sours personally. Yeah, so. and that, that, would, would, that would be sour beer drinkers really do okay. like this. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Noted. And then we have um, another Tim creation is our sweet heat haze, uh-huh. um, which is a ginger habanero cider. Oh. We yes. Yeah. Um, don't be scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is very 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 well balanced. Um, ginger on the front and a little bit of heat on the back from the habanero. Um, it truly he, is a great cider. Yeah, he wanted to make that, and he told me the idea, and I was like, that sounds gross. And I am more proud to be wrong than anything else I've ever been wrong about. <laughs> um, so that's our second biggest seller. Um, but we have um, six different flavors out in distribution. I mean, you get them at grocery stores and bars and restaurants and things like that. Then we also have some seasonal ones here so that we like to mess around with. And if you come into our tasting room, you're our guinea pig. Well, and, and tell me about the tasting room, this space in general, and you guys decided on this space, and like, I, like you said, it was on the west side, and it's already building this community and culture, but what does this space bring to y'all's company, and, and how do you guys, you know, you're open, what, Thursday to Saturday, you've got tasting room here, you know, what, what all goes into, you know, promoting um, Urban Tree Cider here? Well, we were open, um, we had extended hours prior to COVID. Okay. Um, we were open Wednesday through Sunday, but after coming back and still kind of being, you know, at this phase of the pandemic, we pushed it back to just Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so right now we're just open Thursday, Friday, Saturday in the tasting room. But I think the space on this side of town just, you know, it enables people from all different areas to come over here. Like we we're talking about, it's a really good um, food mecca on this side. And just the visibility here on Howe Mill Road just draws in a lot of people. Right. And we have some fun events too. Like we have trivia every Thursday night, seven o'clock um, with Dirty South Trivia. We do comedy nights monthly. We do bottle and board events. Um, we have our sixth anniversary celebration coming up on the 19th. So we always try to do something fun, something to get people over here. Because we make alcohol. Why not have some fun? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Generally what goes along with it. Exactly. That or crying yourself to sleep. Mm-hmm. One of the two. <laughs> That's true. Well, and, true. you know, you, you guys, you're running your own business here at Urban Tree. I mean, how is that just as far as, like, the challenge of – getting into something that you've never experienced before mm-hmm. and figuring it out. What, what is that, what was that situation situation like for you guys? It's like, all right, we're going to go and we just got to figure it out along the way. I mean, yeah. Full yeah. cool head was. first. Just yeah, for sure. Yep. Right off the deep end. Sure. Yep. If you've never made a product that you have to put out into distribution, like you really have no sketchy. idea. You have really have no idea what, what you're doing. If you offer a service, like you could be in medical or any other service, you know, a clothing store, you're, you're selling a good to somebody. This sure. is, this is a different type of selling a good to somebody because you have to get it. You can get it direct in the tasting room, but you have to get people here as far as putting it into a can and then getting it to a wholesaler or a distributor out to market is a whole different, it's a different challenge. And I think that took a, you know, that's a learning it's a learning curve and a learning process that yeah. took a, that took a while. And I feel like every day we learn something new. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm still learning. Absolutely. I can't even imagine the challenges that she deals with. I mean, I deal with, I was telling you before, a lot more of the financial aspect of the business. But she deals with, you know, the manufacturing and the logistics and just the logistics alone right now yeah. in the current, you know, the current climate we're living in is challenging. You know, sourcing cans and getting product, you know, with, out in trucks when people don't want to drive right, right now. It's, 100%. It's definitely, um, definitely a, little bit, a little bit challenging. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're you're having to bob and weave every day, where you're just you're learning on the fly. Learning on the fly. Learning on the fly. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah. That's what makes it different. That's what makes it challenging. 
That's what makes me wake up every day. If I was sitting in an office in a cubicle, I would be miserable. So those challenges, figuring it out, I like it. I think the, I, I think one of the things that is like tough for somebody so so like you just said, you, you wouldn't be able to sit behind you know in a cubicle behind right. a desk in front of a computer for twelve hours a no day. No way. A lot of people, what's crazy is a lot of people feel that way, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. You know, so somebody like you guys have the awesome idea or, or Tim, you know, in the basement figured, all right, we could probably do this. Mm -hmm. You know, what would you say to somebody that's like, I want to start a, you know, a brewery or I want to start a cider, you know, what was, what started to click for you? Like, was there anything that you were like, okay, you know, we can do this, you know, this can be done. Is it the product? Is it the marketing? You know, what, what kind of worked for you guys as far as getting it to a point like this? Anything I think it's specific? just kind of always being up for a challenge, yeah. to be honest. Um, taking on, tackling something that somebody isn't, somebody else isn't doing, finding a way to bring it to market and bring a good product to market. I mean, right. anybody can make a product. They can make a, a not so great product. We make a very good quality product. She makes it. I can't say I make it. <laughs> we, we do. She makes it. We do. Um, so we, we really stand behind and very proud of what we're making. I think yeah. when, you, when you're very proud of what you're doing, that just makes you want to do it that much more. Mm -hmm. So the mindset is, doesn't matter what's thrown at me because a lot of stuff's been thrown at us. I can't tell you the number of challenges that we've had over the last, you know, aside from a pandemic. Sure. You know, um, but it's just, well, hey, no matter what it takes, this is going to work and this is going to be great. And I think when that's your mindset and you start with that mindset, it's just, you, you know where the finish line is. It's just, okay, just get there. Just get there. Just get there. Well, I think, you know, you were making the product on a day-to-day -day basis, but it helps when you believe in the product that you're putting out there. That, it's like mm -hmm. when you when you got a real good product, it's it's not that hard to you know yeah. promote it and, yeah. and market it. And, and we only like make that. stuff we would drink. To be I'm not Fair. making anything that I wouldn't want or order myself. Right. So it's not. Yeah, I, I, we believe that she said it perfectly. Yeah. And there's ways, you know, you know, economy of scale. There's ways to make a product, you know, not as good less expensive. I mean, we could have higher margins if we did things certain ways, but that's not, that's not what this is about. It's not what it's ever been about. So it's about making a really great product that is quality. And I hope that when people drink it, they, they can taste that. Well, and that's the goal. We want to get people out here and checking out Urban Tree Saturday, you know, from this following and any, anybody that we can, you know, make aware of what you guys are doing here. Um, so one thing that, you know, we want to do, um, I know we talked about this earlier, but guys, uh, you like the post, share it and tag a friend. Um, you can come down to Urban Tree Cidery. There will be uh, one lucky winner that is able to have a flight and then a tour of the tasting room um, down here. And you guys, like you said, Thursday through Saturday. Th Thursday through Thursday Saturday, Friday, from Saturday. what times? Thursday and Friday, 4 to 10, and then Saturday, 1230 to 6.30. Awesome. And where can they find you guys on Instagram? Um, all of our handles are at Urban Tree Cider. Urban Tree, Urban Tree Cider. Yep. Gotcha. Guys, if you're that lucky winner, you get a flight and then a free uh, tour of the tasting room down here off Howell Mill at Urban Tree Cidery. Um, guys, check it out. This is Get Wrecked. Thank you guys for watching. Peace out. Thank you so much.